0: at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
1: A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's flagrant howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tykey.
0: You all laughed. You all laughed when old Macadak told you Wolves in seven. Was that you that got the Wolves and 7-chant going from inside? By the way, Kyle, Kyle's inside Target Center right now. Is, uh, I see a couple streams of, of confetti maybe falling prematurely behind your head, though. But uh, They told me the season was over, Phil. They said it was over. <laughs> All Anthony, you need Edwards is didn't. Anthony Edwards told everyone Jesus. after they went down 3-0. I promise you, the series is not over yet. Um, welcome into a live episode here of Flagrant Howls. Again, Kyle at Target Center, Phil Mackey hanging out here holding it down uh, in the studio the home studio down the street and the Timberwolves have avoided elimination they've avoided a sweep in emphatic fashion Anthony Edwards absolutely goes off in this game again 34 points six rebounds five assists the dagger three to stave off another Nuggets comeback uh what is your just main top of the head takeaway <clears throat> Five minutes
1: after this game ends, Kyle. People get people get upset when I'm a little too optimistic, so let's just call a spade a spade. They're going to lose this series. Denver's really good. Nicole Jokic is an MVP multiple times over. Um, this f- roster is broken. This team has a big offseason. They need to figure out so many things from top to bottom. Who's making the decisions, you know, who's going to coach, who's going to fill up the water bottles, all that stuff. This is why you make the playoffs it's that simple you watch this kid again tonight like just time after time after time like he hits that step back fadeaway with I think 250 left to put him up 12 then the Nuggets go on one of the craziest streaks I've ever seen in person I mean credit to the the crowd here the crowd there it was actually pretty busy like there wasn't a ton of open seats but when he hit that step back to go up 12 I mean it was loud as hell Uh, And then the Nuggets just went three, three, three. And then the Wolves went, like, Carl, bad shot. Nikhil really bad shot. Mike Conley, turnover. And every time they needed someone to save their ass, this 21-year-old kid who people didn't think liked basketball uh, stepped up and just hit (laughs) shot after shot after shot. I think he's, I mean, the Twitter timeline is just full of every stat you can think of. The only player in NBA history with five 30-point playoff games before 22. LeBron and Ant. Yeah. Uh, he just he's, passed he's, Kobe on that list. Yeah, yeah. He, he he feels the moment. He embraces the moment. Uh, he was, I mean, I'm talking about that shoddy hit with 250 left. I'm talking about the shoddy hit in overtime to win it. He also had, like, 20 points in the third. He was exhausted. He played damn near every minute in the second half. Uh, but, again, that's what, that that this team is not very good. <laughs> they have a lot of things to work on, and we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about this offseason, but, I said it with Dane Moore after Game 3. I said it with you after Game 3. They know they have something special. And everything. the way that they tear down the arena tonight should be all approved by Ant. Because that kid is... You don't get a lot of those guys. The Wolves have one, and they need to make sure that they take care of him. Impressive stuff. You know, and and by the way, I I will give credit to Carl Anthony
0: Towns. uh, He brought it for a chunk of the game tonight. Winds up just with a silly foul to foul out on Jokic. Yeah, There's a couple of yeah, bad fouls. Yeah. And, I, and I, I only bring him up because I just want, like, I had kind of an epiphany watching Anthony Edwards in this game. And a lot of people just wonder, like, why do you hate on Kat so much, Mackie? Why are you so anti-Carl Anthony Towns? Why are you such a hater, right? And I think I just love the way Anthony Edwards represents Timberwolves fans. I love the way he represents the state of Minnesota. I love everything he's about. I love the fact that he's a hardworking fighter on the court. He's he's one of the, in a good way, one of the, probably the, like the cockiest, most confident players you're going to find in the NBA. Again, not in like an overinflated sort of uh, like insecure way, but in a truly like he believes he's the best player on the court sort of way. And I just love that he keeps coming at you relentlessly. He truly believes he's better than Jokic, better than Murray, yeah, yeah. better than LeBron when he's out there. And at some point, he will be. In in flashes, he is. Tonight, yep. he was right. Yep. And I just I and, and I'm I'm not even, I'm not going to turn it into a Carl Anthony Towns dump fest, but I just think there's such a difference in what Ant brings, demeanor, tenacity, everything. He's someone that you can be proud to have representing you as the best player on the court for your favorite basketball team. Yep. That's like that's the best way I can sort of sum up my intrinsic feeling
1: watching him play basketball. Well, and we on on Friday, I don't know what day it is. Sunday games should be illegal by the way. Like the list of things I have against Adam Silver is just growing <laughs> exponentially. I mean, we had like 12 challenges tonight. Dude, Wolves, like- are gonna, Wolves are
0: going to Wolves are going to take that in-season tournament. Let's, let's get it let's get the in season I mean, my tournament. god let's hang the, the between the
1: tip time and all the <laughs> injuries just whatever but uh no i'm with you i mean this is this is kind of a larger thing and I, i'm not the first one to like talk about it we've talked about it you and i and you and fit or you and judd but this is you know kaprizov right for the wild like jefferson for the vikings buxton for the twin like you th- this kid is that special like you just don't see a lot of guys like him i mean Again at 21 to be putting up these types of numbers. There was another stat yesterday where he's like, I think he's like sixth in the playoffs right now in scoring. <laughs> he's outscored like all the big guys that you would think of that are in big, you know, big time playoff series. So again, I, I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's just it. You need to see that he's capable of doing this. You'd also like, to, I mean, again, if we want to break down the game, like you also would love for him to not have to do this, right? Like that three in the corner over Aaron Gordon was awesome or whatever, but. It would be great if they were just one in overtime. That was a hair away from, I probably would say, the worst loss I've ever seen in my entire life. Not that they're going anywhere, Phil, but, like, it was 12, and then it was not 12. And it yeah. was like, holy shit. I mean, and, and I'm sitting in media row right now with all the actual journalists that actually do hard work, and they're trying to, like, <laughs> submit gamers and also figure out, like, does Frontier Airlines have any more tickets to Denver? So shout-out to all the guys that actually work hard. But uh, impressive stuff also, too. Being in the arena, while the Nuggets were going on that run, Phil, Nikhil had that shot in the corner where it's like, what are you doing? Like, read the room a little bit. Yeah. But he was really, seeing it in person, he was really down on himself. Like, he thought that was in. Also, he played phenomenal defense. He had a couple of huge buckets in overtime. He hit two threes from the same corner. And, I mean, it was like, I, I was really happy for the kid because Anyone who watched that game with an astute eye was like, "Dude, Nikhil was—he yeah. was glued to Jamal Murray. I mean, Jamal Murray only had, I think, maybe 15 points, 17 points. Uh, Nikhil—it's just all the stuff he does that you don't statistically see in a box score. He's just running and running and running and running and getting hit and getting chipped, and it's just so for him to hit those two threes in the exact same corner that he missed the one that would have iced the game in regulation. Uh, He's—he's a—he's a player too. And again, it's what you kind of learn in these big settings is like." Nikhil's a guy you can go to war with. Ant's a guy you can go to war with. Um, I don't know about some of their guys, but I I also thought Carl had a pretty good game. His last two fouls, you can't do that. But the one against Aaron Gordon that was his fifth, that was just kind of like an arm bar, I don't know, man. Like It was an absolute bloodbath underneath the rim for like four quarters on both sides. So to call that in that spot was kind of weak. But yeah, then that sixth one, it's like, dude, you just can't have your hands on guys. So Jokic, by the way, flowers to him. (laughs) <laughs> he's got such a great old man game doesn't he he's just, he just like he's, <laughs> he's he just, just stands at the there. top of the three his he's like 300 pounds but like 290 is below like his, his arms hips. are bleeding all over the place yeah the and he night, just like know? is looking around and none of his guys are doing anything and he's just like f it whatever and he just takes his high arcing three and makes it and then he comes down again and like he's impressive to watch but again to back to your point about ant this it's nothing against it's nothing against any other player on this roster, but when Ant does something big, I mean, it's it's like he knows it's a movie. Really, like I know other players on this team have joked about it felt like a movie, but Ant's actually a lead actor. Like he knows that big time threes and blocks and like extra effort plays are what get this arena going. And yes. it was uh, I mean, again, credit to the fans. I'm one of them, but credit to the fans because they were loud as hell in that fourth quarter, and they uh they brought it, and Ant brought it, and I don't know, I just. A I kind of blacked of, out after that. After they blew that twelve-point lead, Phil, I'm just kind of like sitting here in shock. I'm like, "This is the worst." It would have been. A, it would have been a, a very fitting way for the Wolves to go out.
0: <laughs> oh. Just, 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 just <laughs> epically blow a twelve-point lead with two minutes to go. Just like, like the twentieth blown double-digit lead, and it all happens in the last two minutes. I have uh, another place to take this Anthony Edwards conversation with you here in just a second, but we have we have over a thousand people hanging out with us past, well, not quite past, but almost midnight on a Sunday night so thank you all you crazy Timberwolves fans out there. You have earned this moment of joy even if it's fleeting and only lasts for a couple days. But you've at least also earned years of Anthony Edwards. And I think just before I put a couple housekeeping things on this episode, the fact that even if you get beat by 25 points in game five, the fact that you have discovered this version of Anthony Edwards. The 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 fully realized, at least for now, because I think there's another fully realized version that's yet to come, which is scary to think about. But this monster twenty one year old that's just dropping thirty and thirty five and clutch shots, he's going to sign a max contract. It's the hardest thing to find a superstar player. You, we've had a bunch of false starts, right? You thought Kevin Love was that. You thought Andrew Wiggins was that. You thought Karl Anthony Towns was that turns out those guys were complimentary role players and those guys also at least two of them had to go somewhere else and be the third guy anthony edwards is the number one guy and he will be for the timberwolves if you are hanging out with us thank you please click subscribe on the youtube channel and the like button so we can help spread the word about this post game show and about <laughs> everything you're helping us build here on flagrant howls and at Scornorth um kevin garnett has been tweeting a lot more about the timberwolves lately i can't remember if you told me this or if i heard it from
1: someone else oh in the last 40 a little credit we were having beers at the twins game did you we were yes (laughs) no no no, i mean i just you would we've heard that like heat there you know they're starting to like kind of grease the wheels a little bit hang like you know the relationship is not as frosty as it can we say that the relationship is not as frosty as it was I don't Maybe think it's a coincidence ago. that he's been tweeting a lot of positive things about the Wolves. I, I would just say that. Um, I agree with you. And what I want to say is his so his tweet tonight,
0: troops on your MFing back Ant-Man, keep fighting, hashtag Wolves. I feel like, and, and, you know, in KG, it was like eight years ago that KG was on the roster. Was, wasn't was he on the, like it was It was Cat's first year, right? It was like yeah, Kat yep. and, and Wiggins' second year. Yep. And so he did play with those guys and he does feel a connection to those guys and i know that he has stayed in touch with those guys but it feels to me just sort of observing his tweets and also hearing a couple things behind the scenes i think he feels almost like a spiritual basketball connection to anthony edwards i do too that that ant is really the first guy since kg that has that basketball warrior, that dog, alpha, alpha <laughs> dog. Yes, yes. Cause I, I mean, KG's not a, KG, you don't sense it from Cat. You don't, you didn't sense mm-hmm. it from Wiggins necessarily. Although Wiggy, watching Wiggins in a Warriors uniform, like there's st- like he's all over the place today diving for loose balls and stuff. But I just think, I think KG sort of sees Anthony Edwards watching on TV or wherever he was watching the time and thinks, yes, that's, that's a heartbeat player just like I was and I can get with this, I can get, you know, let's bring Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez in as the majority owners, Anthony Edwards, and this feels like a comfort zone for him to come back, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I I don't, I think Kevin Garnett is wired similar to me in the sense that he's just petty as hell, but I would imagine that when the layaway plan is finally over and new ownership has the comfy seats by the bench and it's Mark Laurie and A-Rod that I think you'll see more kevin garnett around this franchise and soon after that maybe something hanging up there so uh it's well past time to retire number 21 uh this franchise has about four good moments and three of them came tonight with anthony edwards shots (laughs) and then the other one was just garnett's (laughs) presence so um but yeah you know it's funny too because like they kind of pulled out all the all the stops tonight they had uh jimmy jam here uh i've been hanging out with our mutual friend of the Program, But I've been hanging out with uh, Kirby or Kilby all day. He's staying at my hotel. He got to meet my parents. Um, K- I will Kilby, say- and I had,
0: Kilby and I had a nice little
1: brunch this morning yeah, we, at yeah. uh, the Nicollet
0: <laughs> Island Inn, too. I was, so we had house. a
1: weird morning today where, like, I'm leaving my hotel to take my parents to brunch, And Kilby's down there, and he recognizes me, which is like, what the hell? And then my mom is, like, starstruck over him. And then Kilby's like, yeah, actually, Phil's coming to take me to, to lunch. And then my dad is like, oh, I get to meet Phil. So my dad's like losing his shit over talking to you, and it's just all over the place. But uh, yeah, Kil- Kilby was—he was pretty confident they were going to win this one, so uh, might have to get him back on this week. But as I say that, it's like they had pretty much all the biggest Wolves kind of related celebrities that you could think of tonight here. But then late in the fourth quarter, I think it was actually overtime when the Wolves were like up five and they were about to ice it, but they needed the fans to kind of one more push. Who'd they play on the jumbotron? KG, like twenty four year old 20, Kevin Garnett from
0: twenty years ago, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like if that man was sitting courtside tonight, you know, get going crazy after Ant hit a shot, uh, that would have been pretty special. So they got to get him back here, and I'm I'm more confident than I was a year ago that that they'll do the right thing sooner or later. But uh, yeah. yeah, this place just this is a place that he built, right? And now it's just he's given the keys to Ant, and you just those two guys over thirty four years are are the only ones who can get that sort of reaction from people in the arena because of just like you said the extra effort the extra just overall power that they put into whatever they're doing whether it be offensive or defensive so Dude, uh, there's also, there's also like there's just something you know kg had it Ant has
0: it there's something about being in an arena with 18 19 000 fans and just being in control of the arena if that makes sense yeah i think yep no i'm with you it's such it's such a weird sort of romantic subjective thing in basketball but Steph Curry has it, LeBron James has it. It's it's just it's like you're you're the conductor of a 19,000-piece orchestra or something. Mm-hmm. And you you've got your teammates, the opposition and the fans all sort of on a string on your finger. Yep. And and it and it's your arena. And Anthony Edwards has that quality and he showed it tonight, right? Where everyone's hearts are racing. The Wolves need a bucket. The crowd's going crazy. There's nervous energy. The Nuggets are making a run again in overtime. An Ant, it's almost like the Matrix, man. It's slow motion. And he just rocks the ball back and forth on the wing, stutter step, you know, it, boom, boom, one, two, shuffle, three-pointer, game over. Like, it's it's just, it's Neo in
1: the Matrix. I know, I know we're not going to do a vent line tonight because I got to get on a plane in like two hours, but... Uh... It's the reason I told that guy on Friday, you got to come to these games, right? Like, it, even if they lose tonight, like, mm-hmm. you, there, there's going to be so many clips that come out of all these different angles of and hitting that shot, and hitting that shot, f- photos of him that's literally say him or whatever, himothy. But if you just get to <laughs> watch, like, he just brings so much energy and so, like, he just has this m- face when he hits those shots. Everything is so calm to him. I mean, for him to take 27 shots and, you know, 12 threes and get to the line six times, he only had one foul. <laughs> and he's being tasked to pretty much guard everyone that Nikhil can't guard, right? He only had two turnovers. Like, his box score of 34, 6, 5, two steals, three blocks, it's almost perfect, man. <laughs> and, like you said, like, he turned 21 eight months ago. So, yeah. uh, again, back to your point, he's, you know, by all accounts, rookies never really turn down that max extension. He's about to be a minted man, generational wealth. But as we've also learned, in the new Adam Silver NBA, like, once they sign, then they can go, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think Anthony Edwards is going anywhere yet, but you have to continue to put the right pieces around him because he can do it. I mean, we thought on Friday he was going to try to do it himself, and he just couldn't. Tonight he did. Tonight he just did it by himself. I mean, he really did. That third quarter was they'd only won two of the first, I think, 14 quarters of the season, or of the mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't going to let that happen. He was dog-tired in the third, but he played the whole time, and it, just everything he does, even on defense, is getting in passing lanes, getting rebounds, deflecting rebounds to other guys. I don't know. What else do you want me to say?
0: Well, what do you... Okay, I know that you started the episode off here by saying that they're going to lose the series, but let's just enjoy what we saw and what we're seeing with that other words. I just want to make it clear, okay? I have not... <laughs> <laughs> conceded the series yet? I, you know, I, I ranted, I raved, I was upset when they fell down 3 0. Okay. I said Wolves in seven before the series tonight. Yep. Only inches might take a little closer to reality. No team has ever come da- uh, back from down 3 0. I guess my question to you is this game five is going to be, I mean, this is Denver's going to be wide awake for game. It felt like Denver was sleeping to the first half of this game and then they, they kind of woke up second half for sure in the fourth quarter. Denver's going to be fully engaged with the home crowd. You're probably not going to get the same whistle in terms of like the free throw shooting discrepancy. Um, it, well, and I guess the, the Wolves have it, had it a good whistle. Only being like a four free throw discrepancy at the end of this game, but they've they've gotten a pretty
1: decent. They've gotten whistle a pretty good whistle. I mean, again, like there's been missed calls, but like if you were fortunate to have courtside seats, Jokic gets followed every time, and that's partly just how he plays, and that's across mm-hmm. the league. Like I think every. Team that plays him is like we're probably just following him every time, and you can't call him all the time. But yeah, the Wolves have had a pretty good whistle. But sorry, I interrupted you. No, but but I guess my long
0: rambling question is: Do you think there's any semblance of hope of pushing this toward a game six or a game seven?
1: Well, of course there is, because of that kid that wears number one. Um, He. He said some things after the game on Game Three, right? That was more like to his teammates, not like to the media, because he actually didn't speak post game mm-hmm. on Friday, which is super weird, by the way. Uh, but he was like, "It's not done yet. Like we let's we got to win one game." I saw. I think the Wolves avoided. Like I don't think they've ever been swept. By the way, in franchise history, which is like, well, a they don't make the playoffs a lot, but b they've never been swept. So that's well, they've been they've continues.
0: definitely been swept in. Th- in the five game series first round back there. I, I don't think they've ever been series? swept in a seven game series.
1: Really? I think so. Mike, can, can, we, we hang, Mike, can we hang a banner for that? Let's, well, the, well, it, this was on TNT. We should hang a banner for that. Minnesota, I this was on TNT. It said avoided first sweep in franchise history. Wow. Dude, so we, but we should hang a banner. I've hung banners for the guts I was trying to hang a banner team. for Michael Grady's 40th birthday today. The Wolves have never <laughs> lost on Grady's birthday Also I think today is the 1 year anniversary to the day of Glue Girl, right? It is yeah. Well, we had two Glue gals. Okay,
0: this was the this oh, is the yeah. 1 year anniversary of the one that got tackled before she could glue her hand in the court. Okay. The the security guard that somehow like picked up on it as she took two steps forward. He's a legend. Past Becky Taylor and and security guard. I mean, that is talk about having a head on a swivel, right? You're in, like an in stadium in arena security guard. Yeah, let's be honest. Like
1: not a whole lot to do most nights. And he, he walks was around like in with two steps, yeah. man, like that dude. He walks mm. around with a swagger. He's like, I'm one of the coolest people here, and he is. Yeah. But, but no, to your, to your real question, I kind of thought the Nuggets, the, I didn't think they slept through the game, but they just, yeah, they didn't really have their A game. But I'll also say this, like, ta- listen to Mike Malone pregame, talking to the Denver people. Uh, the Nuggets, like, really wanted to win this game. <laughs> they don't, like, they, they want the rest, right? They know that they're probably going to go up against, like, maybe the Western Conference favorites in the next round with, in, against the Suns or something. The rest meant a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, you could just see it on their body language. You could see it on their coaching staff. Like, they were really frustrated. They, they probably think the series is over too, like the math would say. But I think for the Wolves to get off, avoid getting swept, right, avoid being one of those teams and being ridiculed, there's a chance, man. I mean, all they... This is what you do, right? You never see, I don't think any team has ever come back from 3-0 ever in NBA history. They're like no, 185-0. and mm-hmm. But you get this one, and I know it sounds crazy, and I don't even know if I believe it, but I'm, I'll, I'll give you the floor. But, like, you just win on Tuesday. I, I would almost dare to say, and I think the Nuggets are going to go far, but Denver's like, it's a must win on, on Tuesday for Denver. Because the last thing you want to do is be down 3-2, and as much kind of flack as the Wolves have taken all year, the Nuggets have gotten a lot of flack from us calling them a fake one seed, calling them Purdue, but a lot of they, people don't really believe them. So he, you don't want to be 3-2 going back to Minnesota, man, because this place will be – you might as well have the game at Target Field because there will be no roof on this place, <laughs> and it's going to be loud. So they, they're they probably going to be a pretty pissed-off plane ride on the way home.
0: It is kind of funny how you can, you can start – once you get game four like this, You can start to do mental gymnastics to put all the pressure on Denver. And they could, of course, just come out and wash the floor with you by 20 points. You could just be exhausted from... I mean, Anthony Edwards is playing ridiculous minutes. But to your point, if you can somehow find a way in Game 5... And you know what? I know the Wolves have been outplayed largely in the non-Jokic minutes. But large sample size, the Nuggets are... I think they've played... Johnny K had this or somebody... They played like one thousand five hundred minutes or something um, without Jokic on the floor, and they've been outscored by like three hundred fifty points. It's not happening in this series, but mm-hmm. he's been in foul trouble twice at least in this series, including today. I thought it was I was pounding the table watching that first half. I mean, dude, he picked up two fouls in the first three and a half minutes and stayed in the game. And, he and finished they just with three. And, they, and they, but they went after him a couple times. I'm screaming at the TV, like, guys, go literally put him in pick and roll. Go at him every single time. And make them pay for having him on the court. Pick up that third foul in the first court. But my point is, if you can, if you can get him in foul trouble, if, if Anthony Edwards can play lights out again, if you can just find a way to get game five, it gets weird for Denver. It gets weird for Denver. hundred
1: so. percent. And I would say we were pretty down after game one because the Wolves looked so terrible. And then after game two, they had, like, what, 12 good minutes? Uh, The Wolves, I wouldn't really go out on a limb and say that the Minnesota Timberwolves play good basketball tonight. Now, that would be like, well, yeah, they haven't played good all series, but that would be also something, too, that it's like, you know, I I actually thought Carl played a pretty good game, but he was also 0 for 2 from 3, and his two threes, I think, came, like, late in the game. Mm -hmm. You know? He still hasn't kind of figured out a full rhythm, even though he did get to the line a lot tonight, which was good. Like, if you just told me Wednesday morning, I'm not going to tell you the, the result, but, like, Cat had 37. You're like, uh-oh. Like, you know, I, I doubt Ant doesn't show up. And, like, if Cat has 37, I just – it's such a mountain to climb. But Finch said it pregame. Like, he was like – because someone was like – I think Chris Hine asked him, are you, like, extra intense tonight or are you playing, like, loose? Like, with nothing to lose. And Finch was pretty adamant. I think he would have loved it. He's like, it's the playoffs. If you're not playing intense, like, you shouldn't be here. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's a good one. And he's like, we're not trying to win the series tonight, which, again – Common sense—that's like a Kyle stat—but get that one, and then it's like, okay, the last thing Denver wants to do is have to come back because that messes up mm-hmm. their plan of trying to. I mean, this is their year to try to win a title, so yeah. And and dude, like this like again. This this all sounds
0: ridiculous to most people, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep saying what what's on my <laughs> mind. It's um, Sunday it's midnight. It's, it's Monday it, morning. <laughs> right. It's the it's the same thing that I said before the series started. This is not your classic eight versus one seed series. It looked that way for large Mm -hmm. chunks of the first three games because the Wolves played, the Wolves have such a wide range of how well or poorly they can play. And they'll go through stretches where for five games, they'll just, they'll play like a team that loses to the Pistons twice and the Hornets twice. But then on the top side, when they tap into something close to their best game, which isn't often enough, and that's why we're having all these big picture conversations, They are one of the better teams in the NBA against winning teams. They have the second best record in the Western Conference against teams that finished or the teams were 500 or above. And the only team better than them was Denver. They beat Denver twice this season. They beat Denver three times the year before. Denver has the worst record of any one seed in the Western Conference since 1979. So again, all of this isn't to say that the Wolves are expected to win game five or make it a seven game series. I'm just saying it wouldn't be crazy if they took game five. And then I know you come s-
1: back home for Game 6. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know, you saw, I know you saw that tweet from your new best friend who you are hanging out with yesterday. But our friend Jake Scraffs, the Timberwolves are back in action. This was before the game, but the Timberwolves are back in action tonight as they look to end a three-game losing streak. Interesting to think about how the last four times the Wolves ended a three-game losing streak, they followed it with three straight wins. Mm-hmm. So that would put you right in a, in a scenario where it's Game 7. I really do think, I really think, like, talking to the Nuggets guys before, like the, the media guys, they do not, they were so ready to be done with this. Uh, I don't think that's a happy plane ride home. I think the Nuggets were more than ready to take a break. And now I think the Wolves can play even looser. I mean, I, to Finch's point, you got to play intense. But I didn't think they played a great game. I didn't mean, mm-hmm. we'll see what happened to Kyle Anderson. He left with, he got essentially punched in the face by Ant, uh, not Rudy this time, and he didn't come back. <laughs> They're going to need him. Um, but we can't do a podcast after this game and not at least mention, like, I thought Austin Rivers, who I didn't love the minutes in game three, he gave them real good minutes tonight. I mean, he hit a, mm-hmm. a th- at least one three in the corner. He plays really good defense. He kind of gives you what Nikhil gives you. Um, Jalen Noel, again, is just having a horrendous finish to his Timberwolves tenure. He missed three layups on that one possession. That was kind of a momentum killer. So mm-hmm. they're running out of God. I mean, we'll see what happens to Kyle. I don't know if it was super serious. Um, he obviously was ruled out for the rest of the game, but they're running out of guys. But again, you know, if you got one guy at the top and everyone else can follow, um, a big cat game on Tuesday wouldn't surprise me. Now that they feel a little looser and they get to kind of, also too, like I think, you know, how this would have been, we would have crushed them if they would have came out and lost by thirty. I kind of had this feeling of like when the the Lakers many years ago lost to the Mavs and like Andrew Bynum punched a guy and they got beat by forty. I totally thought you could see the Wolves come out tonight and just have no heart. Mm-hmm. That's not how they played. I mean, they really fought for four quarters. Again, I'm not being like, wow, we got to love this team. This is still one of the yeah. most frustrating scenes ever. But they it's showed Ant. you something tonight. Yeah. It's and it's Ant. Ant. In, in fact, they, I'm calling for him. some of
0: the, the post-game comments here, too. So, Anthony Edwards, I'll just read you a couple of these. I went to Cat's house last night, had a great conversation with him. So I knew he was going to come out with energy. He did a great job on Jokic, uh, Nikhil, Mike Conley. They made big shots in overtime. Rudy played his ass off. And then he had high praise for Chris Finch. And then when it came down to his own game, he said, I played terrible, if you ask me. I damn near shot us out of the game with some of his missed shots, kind of in the, I guess he missed a couple shots, like middle to late fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. But what I love about this is great leaders deflect credit and shoulder blame. Yep. And he has that instinct at age 21, which is kind of amazing. It's the success is never about him when he's speaking publicly Yep, and and if if they lose a game, he will shoulder it even if he's the one that drops like forty points in a desperate effort. So the fact that a twenty one year old looks like that on the court with his play, and then speaks like this as a leader. That's just something you can't really teach. So,
1: man, and I, I, I'm, I, there's got to be people listening to this. They're like, you guys are so blowing smoke. But this is in this league, not football, not but this is what this league is all about. It's just a about guy like Anthony having yeah. that guy, like mm-hmm. having a dude and then filling all the pieces around him. Like, I'm not ready to maybe put him on the exact shelf that like a Luka Doncic is at, but because Luka's done more in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But you look at like what the Mavs have around Luka all these years, and it's, it's not a lot of guys. And he can kind of, again, I keep saying like he can lift all boats by himself to a certain level. That's what Ant is doing, that's what Ant did tonight. To beat these teams and to make you know long runs you need more more boats i guess or more guys around him but an, an incredible performance and for him to again not really hang his head after they blew a lead that he essentially built and just continue to be like give me the ball i mean you got to see some of the stuff too that's not on camera like him demanding the ball yes. when they would get a stop it's like no no like no we're not running whatever any play like sorry Mike who I trust but he would give dude, me he the was ball telling,
0: he was t- in the second half he was telling Mike Conley give me the ball yeah you go over here you, you might get the ball at yeah. some point
1: but I'm running the show here and love it I, dude. I will say too he he trusted this is gonna make give me a headache but he trusted Rudy down the stretch like there was a couple times we got Rudy the ball or tried to give it to him and Rudy had to travel or Rudy got blocked whatever Um, but I mean, he was, he was also like making the pass, right? Like it didn't turn out to be a good possession, but if he would have taken two more shots there and missed them both, I think we would have been like, well, you know, he shot 30 times. So it's just, it's all, you know, when the lights are the brightest, it's like, he just is starting to figure it out more and more and more. He had a couple hockey assists tonight that I had written down in my notes. So, and it's just important to play in these games, even if they get punked on Tuesday and we're all pissed off by Wednesday morning. It's like, I know again, broken record that this kid, you can build around this kid and I don't think we would have said that nine months ago. I think we'd have been, he's really good. Charles Barkley said it after the game. He goes, Anthony Edwards is not going to be a star. Anthony Edwards is going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. And those guys are just damn near impossible to find. Oh,
0: man. And those guys are so bored with the Timberwolves, the TNT guys, except for Anthony Edwards. They were even talking at halftime about, like, how boring the game was and just how how Barkley was watching. He, he was, like, watching um, the NHL game on TBS during the first half and stuff. So the fact that Ant has their attention. By the way, someone here, the Daily Wolves on Twitter, I think this is a screenshot from a pre-draft. It's a pre-draft write-up before Anthony Edwards uh, was drafted by the Timberwolves. And it was the it was one of the ones that talked about how he doesn't like basketball or does, he'd rather play football. And I think it was from the Ringer, potentially. And um, it gives the top five comp players that were currently in the NBA at that point that he that, that he compares the best to. And the list was Kobe White, Jr. Smith, Colin Sexton,
1: Deion Waiters, and Jordan Crawford. I'd like to update that list to Michael <laughs> Jordan, Dwayne Jesus Wade, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, um, the Dalai Lama, and Alex Rodriguez in a Yankees jersey. He just oh, walked man. by. Uh, no, it's an incredible. It's, again, what else do you say? Like, I'm just seeing stuff now. I was looking on Twitter. Like, he called Nikhil Alexander Walker the MVP. Uh... Again, I know even my dad sometimes, like, the cynic would be like, ah, that's, that's stupid. Like, that means a lot for Nikhil, <laughs> right? Like, Nikhil is going to hear that. He's going to see it on his phone. His buddies are going to text him. Like, oh, you see Ant, like, said you were the MVP tonight. Like, back to your original point, there's guys that have this skill on the court. But it's all the stuff Mike Conley says about how Ant is behind the scenes or what Carl said Ant's like on the plane. It's It's just, it's not even a... It's not a slight to anyone else, man. It's just a lot of people don't have that characteristic, and he does, and he does it in all all ways, shapes, and forms. I mean, he even kind of like waved off doing the post game thing. He was like, "No, you got to let Nikhil and Rudy do it." Um, that's pretty unique, because I think Ant should have come out there and just, you know, said crazy shit for three minutes and got the crowd hyped up. But he's like, "No, no, no, I want those guys to get to get the fame." So, yeah.
0: Well, dude, I know you have a flight to catch here uh, in, in like an hour <laughs> and a half, whatever, so I think this is, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us here late or either late on this Sunday, early on this Monday, um, however you view it, and anyone that listens or watches on demand, and if you could on the Score North YouTube channel, again, click the subscribe button and the like button, help spread the word about what we're building here on Flagrant Howls and Score North, so the Wolves are not dead yet. Game 5 in Denver here in a couple nights. Anthony Edwards has arrived as one of the top players in these playoffs. And so this has become, to me again, it's like it's kind of what we were saying after they were down three games to none. The fact that Anthony Edwards is here, you know, if they get swept, it sucks. That's not the ideal result. But to win, then to win game four and for Anthony Edwards to be showing out, there's just, it doesn't mean there's not big changes that are necessary this offseason, but you have the hardest piece of the puzzle to find. Yep. And now it's about watching him in the moment here, and then seeing what they can build around him. So, any final thoughts from you from the arena court side, hobnobbing with the Try
1: rich and famous, the A Rods, the Craig Kilborns? <laughs> no, shout out to, to Kilby. He's he's the best. I'm watching Jim and, and Grady leave. Uh, no, just, just a real impressive performance for back to that, that those player comps for Ant. They didn't really think the kid had the drive or the termination. That was one of the things they questioned him coming out of Georgia. And to play like this in a game that will probably go down. I mean, knock on wood, right? I mean, Phil, I dressed in all black today for a funeral. Yeah. Like I was ready for this to be done. So I dressed in Navy for the twins game, but uh, I was a day late. Apparently the Navy. I thought tonight so, they did another whiteout tonight, but I definitely thought with the funeral vibes or just how sad everyone has been about the season, they should have done a blackout for multiple reasons. Yeah. But yeah, he, he just, he showed up and he doesn't really worry about how big of a task this is. And that's why I think they're probably going to lose on Tuesday. I know you and I will probably go live after that again. But all of a sudden now, I think you're on to something that if they just win that game, the the Denver Nuggets do not want to come back to this place. That would be a nightmare for them because if it is 3-2, and that's a that's a tall task to go win in Denver where I think they're 36-8, and eight, but to, to do that and get back to 3-2, the momentum completely changes and the pendulum changes and Barkley's mood changes and it all goes back to are the nuggets a fake one seed? Are the nuggets for real? Are the nuggets gonna choke? So getting this win tonight kind of eliminates some of the extra stink. And you got forty more forty-eight more minutes to try to keep this thing going.
0: It gets weird if they win game five. And I and I want to see it get weird. If they win game five, I
1: want you to just do this from your hot tub. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> just, I might get electrocuted, but it'd be it. a win for to content for 412.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us here. Kyle holding it down inside Target Center here. And, um, yeah, this is, your, this is your favorite, maybe even your new favorite, if you're discovering us tonight for the first time, Timberwolves Lifestyle Podcast. It's Flagrant howls.